All right. Well, Merry Christmas once again. You know, I think some of the best things we can have is, as human beings is traditions around Christmas that center around great memories, but also, first and foremost, our Lord and Savior Jesus. So I've had a couple in the church, two or three, that I've asked to come and share. Would you guys make your way up here, you ones? And I just want you guys to understand, every one of us in here, that we, we need to have Christmas traditions that are centered around Christ and centered around the things of God. And so um, I'm going to actually let these guys share just for a little bit here what's on their heart. Come on. I'm going to go ahead and let you start. This is Matt Robinson. Matt, you can go ahead and begin. Just whatever's on your heart. I grew up in Abilene just down the road from here. And uh, my uh, parents and grandparents were all Christians. I grew up in a home that was uh, marked by uh, a reverence for the Lord and a commitment to do the things of Christ. And I really didn't understand uh, how unique and wonderful that was. Uh, my grandmother spent time as uh, she was a teacher, and during her summer, she would go out to the mining cities in Colorado and other places in the West and uh, spread the good news. And uh, all of my parents uh, and grandparents maintained their faith. And uh, my parents went to school at Abilene Christian University where they met some friends, and uh, they ended up all either teaching or working at uh, Abilene Christian University. And they uh, each Christmas, we would have a, a time where we had, would have a Christmas devotional. And uh, the congregation that we went to did not uh, celebrate a corporate Christmas. We uh, would normally sing some carols on the final worship service before Christmas, whether it was Wednesday or Sunday. Uh, but my parents and their best friends, the Harpers and the Thompsons, we would gather together uh, on the final Wednesday before Christmas. And we would have a party and where we would eat a meal together and have a devotional time and then exchange gifts. And this was just the normal way things happened in my family. And I never realized growing up how special it was that these three families would gather together and uh, devote an evening to fellowship and worship uh, as a little very small child, uh, I really looked forward to the, the present part. And uh, many times uh, we children would request, let's move the present to the beginning. And uh, our parents always said, no, let's do the devotional first. And in this uh, kind and gentle way, they, they taught us that devotion to the Lord and remembering who Jesus was and what his gift was came before the, uh, the presence and the uh, gift giving. And once again, as a little kid and growing up, you don't realize how important this is. It just becomes part of who you are. And uh, <clears throat> I never really thought about it, but all three of those families took very seriously the Lord's admonition in Deuteronomy where he says, you know, teach your children while you walk along the way and while you sit at home. And that was just what they did. That's who they are. Uh, we'll gather together today and uh, we'll share a meal. And once again, my father will pray, probably very lengthy, thanking God for this gift. And that's just who he is and that's 
what he's done to plant this uh, within my heart and my children's uh, hearts. And as parents, uh, you know, we are gifted and authorized and empowered by the Lord to take these kind of actions, whether it's at Christmas or at other times, to show your children, show those around you who we are and why God is important and how we make him the center of our life. And in this time of year, it's a, an easier time because we all take a pause and remember Christ and who he was and what he did. Amen. 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 Now, just a thought with what he said as far as they, they took time to recognize Jesus first. So I encourage you. Go ahead, Jane. This is Jane and Bob Worth. Thank you. Uh, mine's not quite as eloquent as Matt's, but Bob reminded me this morning of a tradition. And it was when I got up, of course, he got up at 545. I did not get up at 545. But when I got up, he had all the Christmas lights on. He had the fire going, just like I did when the boys were little. Just He and I did it, though, by ourselves. I guess one of the saddest Christmases I had that became a wonderful Christmas for me. I have always loved Christmas time. I have always loved decorating a tree, the cooking, family around. But it was about five or six years ago, maybe six, and I was on oxygen at the time, full time. My emphysema was bad since then. Praise God, I'm off of it. And uh, I couldn't decorate. I couldn't even walk across the room, much less decorate the house and decorate the tree. And up shows my niece that is like a daughter to me. Her and her husband came to the door, and here they had a little tree about like this, uh, Norwegian pine, I think it was, all decorated up with lights and bows and everything. And it wasn't the gift of the tree. It was the gift of love. And that's what it was all about. It was just all the love that they were giving to us. And I have to share this. It's not so much a Christmas thing, but it's a testimony of love to God. When I was about 35, I was going through some tough times. And I ran off. I ran away from home. And I did stay in touch with my boys, but I came over here to Lubbock from Clovis. And I just holed up in a motel for about two and a half days. And while I was there, I spent the whole time praying. And the Lord filled me up so much with love that I, I, I didn't think I could take anymore. And I says, oh, this is so wonderful. I don't want it to ever end. I says, always keep me filled up with this love. And he said, yes, but you have to give it away first. The love I put in you, you give it away, and I fill you up again. It's kind of like the, um, the talents. Use it or lose it. So all this love that, that God fills you up with, give it away. Because we are love. God is love, and we are love. And that's what he wants us to do, is to give away that love. 
And it's just, there's nothing quite like that when he's filling you up with the love. Bob, you want to add something? Yeah. Christmas is a, is a time of joy and happiness. And unfortunately, from time to time, things come up and it's difficult. And if I could paraphrase just a little bit from Ephesians chapter 4, in honor of Christmas, this one day, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and evil speaking be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving, even as God in Christ has forgiven us. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Daniel. Pastor, bless us. Bless you, brother. God bless you. God is good all the time. God is good. And I thank God for being here this morning. I just want to share a little bit um, about... Um, our Christmases as a family, when, when I was growing up, we were very poor in uh, our family. Uh, sometimes we didn't have any presents to open, so we'd unwrap tamales. No, it wasn't that bad. My dad would, uh, <laughs> my dad would do his best for us, but um, growing up, he would always uh, tell us, and he planted it in our lives, that it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I grew up and uh, I married my wife, uh, I've known Estella since we were like five years old, so we grew up in the church. Uh, so uh, we married, we had children, and during Christmas, on Christmas morning, before we opened up any gifts, uh, it's a tradition in our family that uh, I, as the father, would read the Christmas story. We would share how good God had been that year in our lives. We would all testify and share something that God had done during the past year, and then we would open our gifts. But as parents, we would always emphasize to the girls that uh, it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter if you get gifts or all you have to open is tamales. It's all about the Lord, and that's what really matters. And... Uh, we just love the Lord this morning, and uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year. Um, Feliz Navidad y Prospero Año. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. We actually started a uh, Christmas tradition a couple of years ago, uh, and it, th it starts the day after Thanksgiving, and there's a link. For every day up until the day of Christmas, and what we do in the evenings is we sit down as a family, we turn everything off, and after the kids fight over who's going to read, then we have our reading. And I'm going to let, uh, I'm just going to, I want you to be a part of our tradition this morning, and uh, we're going to let the kids go ahead and start it. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to commend it, but to save it. John three sixteen through 17. The Roman Road Game. Take the time to read the following passages as a family. 
Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin. Romans 5.8, Christ paid the plenty. Romans 10.9 through 10, you must receive Christ. If you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life and to pay the price of death in your sins, then why not pray a simple prayer to receive the gift of eternal life? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I know I've done bad things in my life, and I understand those things separate me from you and deserve the and deserve punishment of death. Thank you for offering to take my punishment for me and, and offering eternal life with you. Today I'm receiving your free gift of eternal life, and I'm committing my heart and life to you. Thank you for forgiving my sins because you died for me. I commit living for you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been an awesome way for uh, us as a family to share our thoughts and our hearts and, and to really focus on what the true meaning of Christmas is. I want to take just a couple of minutes, though, to share uh, a rich tradition that my grandmother, which we call her Mimi, she's 96 years old, uh, that she, the foundation that she set forth for, for my life, and it really began with Christmas. She always expects us to wear our Sunday's best. And I remember as a little boy anticipating getting there, but before I even got there, wishing that this day would last forever because it was so awesome. I remember going into the door of my grandmother's house out on the farm and being greeted with such love and excitement. Everybody was so glad to see us. The smell of homemade bread, which at 96, she still bakes every year for Christmas. She has the tables set up immaculately. Formal settings, her very best china, her crystal and silverware that she only gets out on Christmas Day. Wow. And I can hear her saying, this is a banquet celebration for the King of Kings. I can hear that over and over as I look at the table and the settings. Uh, a day of dominoes, games, and, and f fellowship. Uh, as the evening begins to set, we all gather in the living room as a family. Off go the kids. Birth through high school. They go in to change into their costumes so that we can reenact the birth of Christ in front of the whole family. With my aunt reading from the Bible and my cousin playing the piano, right there in the living room, we reenact the birth of Christ. After that, we take the time to sing and worship and praise to our King. We take the time to go around the room and tell what we are thankful for. And it's been such a blessing to me to get to be a part of that tradition. We do have a small time for presents and gifts, but my grandmother's always limited the spending on the gifts to 10 to $20 because she always wanted the focus to be on Christ and not on gifts. And I remember when I was a little boy, it was time to go. I would go outside and I would look at the sky and I would gaze at the sky and, and, and think, which star, which star is going to lead me to Christ? And I realized 17 years ago in my own life that my Mimi was my star. Parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters, 
We need to be the star that leads people to Christ in our family. Thank you, and God bless. You know, just some different perspectives of Christmas, but so much you hear is centered around Jesus, the love of family, and so I encourage every one of you today to take time just to reflect on what Christmas really is. And I'm just going to briefly share one scripture today. Some of you will say amen briefly. Isaiah chapter 9, if you'll turn there with me. And we talk about Christmas, and Christmas is is marked by the birth of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And within the word Savior itself is the word saved, which means to be delivered from destruction. The word Savior itself means to be rescued. And so when Jesus was born, we were delivered and we were rescued and we were rescued from a place called hell. Eternal damnation, a punishment that will be for eternity. And so with the birth of Jesus, I want you to understand the significance today. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. In both verses there, he says, unto us. What a gift. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Beyond Understanding. His name will be called Counselor, because of his guidance and his wisdom. His name shall be called Mighty God, a hero, a divine warrior. His name will be called Everlasting Father, not just Father, but everlasting, and I think of the word everlasting, and I know sometimes as human beings we have a hard time with the word everlasting forever. But this is what Jesus would be everlasting, a father. The divine attributes of a father. And the last one, he said, would be the prince of peace. Within the prince of peace is prosperity, was the word happiness, is the word fulfillment. And I end here in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever. And so today I can say to you, whether it's Christmas 2011, Christmas 2012, Every time I read those passages, you know what it says to me? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I don't care what this world looks like right now. Maybe next year it's going to be all right because of the birth of Jesus. And so I'd ask you to stand on your feet today.